welcome to the podcast for St. Andrew's Community United Methodist Church, a loving, caring, overcoming community of faith where our mission is making disciples of Jesus Christ. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the St. Andrews Podcast. So glad you have joined us. And we hope that you are having a wonderful day wherever you are today and that the sun is shining and you're having fun. And today in studio with me, I've got two great guys who always show up in studio with me. Thank you for doing that, friends. Pastor DA and Jeff Smith, how are you? I had a wonderful experience Sunday that I know some of our podcast listeners will be sorry that they missed Mm -hmm. if they did not talk to you Sunday. But I believe it was Sunday that I looked and I said, those are your shoes with holes in them that you were trying to tell (laughs) us about. I was so impressed you remembered. And in fact, my good friend Christy, who I'm sure is listening, has checked with me every week since that podcast to see if I'm wearing them. And I never am. And then on Sunday, I totally forgot to tell her I was wearing them. So I will have to to wear them again. You'll have to wear them again. but, so true. But not this Sunday. But not this Sunday, yeah. yes. I mean, you can wear them Sunday. True. I am away this Sunday with our youth on a special trip that we're doing, so that will be lots of fun. Jeff, tell us how you're doing. I'm good. I'm good. Good. Enjoying the weather before we get a little bit of rain and yeah. threats of tornadoes. But oh, I, know. <laughs> I, lo- I love tornado weather as well, so. Uh-huh. You know, we're from Oklahoma. That's what we do. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's selfish. I admit it is completely selfish, but this time of year, when it rains, I always want it to be on a Wednesday. I mean, I know that's kind of a church activity day, but they don't have yeah. baseball games for oh, the schools on right. Wednesday. And baseball scrimmages are starting this week. And uh, How exciting. It's just Hard to believe. It's a fun time of the year. So Spring is on the way. Before we dive into uh, diving deeper into the sermon, Pastor DA and I just like 10 minutes ago got to do something that so goes along with this sermon it, it series. It so goes along with and the series. And it was unexpected. It is fitting the theme of this day. Yes, it really is. It is really exciting. So just a few minutes ago, the director of our uh, Blessed Beginnings Preschool and and St. Andrew's Christian School came in and she said, we've got snakes and kangaroos and lemurs, lemurs and all kinds of things. Chinchillas. Down in the youth room. And I'm like, I have that every Sunday <laughs> <laughs> in the youth room. But she said, we've got these crazy animals in the youth room. You guys should come down. And we did. On the spur of the moment, we just walked down there and tell them what we got to do. We got to hold a kangaroo. Yes. It was awesome. They're soft and they're yes. friendly. And, and they kind of nuzzle into your and, chin yeah, a little and, bit. And Stephanie was holding the kangaroo and I went over and was kind of petting the lemur yeah. through the cage. And the the big uh, python, uh, we did not get to meet today because yeah. we had to come back and um, record. Right. However, I am hoping because they're coming back tomorrow. Yes. And I, I really want to hold the snake. Well, and I was remembering, it's probably been 10 to 12 years ago now when I was working at another church and I was working heavily in youth ministry, or not youth ministry, excuse me, children's ministry. And I've pretty much done it all though, youth You've ministry and all. children's, but children's ministry. And I had scheduled the same exact group that is here with us today to come to that church that I was at. And I am quite sure that I held the same python that is sitting down there in a Tupperware container 
in our I, I just think it's glorious. I it mean, is. It's I, pretty I crazy. It and I do want to hold the chinchilla because I've always heard chinchilla fur is really yes. like the softest fur ever. Really soft. And so yeah. I, I just want to experience it all. You know, it's really cool, though, when you see those animals up close. Like when we were holding the kangaroo and you see you see the face of an animal that really you don't ever get to see. It's like a right. it's just a new appreciation for what God has made that is just remarkable. It, it really is. And that's what we uh, actually started looking at this past Sunday. And the sermon was day six of creation. And, you know, again, if you'd asked me, when did God create the animals? I would have said day five. Right. And right. never had stopped and, you know, thought it, it's only birds and fish, you know, yes. things in the sea. Day six, the day we're going to talk about today was what I call the land animals, right. which I think mostly of mammals, right? you know, the cows and horses yeah. and dogs and cats yeah. and lions and tigers and bears, bears oh, oh my, my. <laughs> uh, but also I I, it, I think maybe that's when insects were created yeah uh, probably reptiles, reptiles. Yeah. and so there it was right there before we record our inspiration oh, for day six it was just awesome. of creation and and day six uh, of course the big thing that we think of and why we would have thought the animals were day five is because we know day six is when it says God created human beings. And of all the things that God created, there was nothing else that God created that said, create it in my likeness, my image. Mm -hmm. Now we think all of creation somehow reflects the glory of God. I mean, when we break it down and think of that, but um, only human beings are created uh, to be, like God. And yes. and that was one of the things that jumped out of me in the scripture. And I hope people captured in the sermon, we are created to be like God. So when you hear that, mm-hmm. what, what are some of your thoughts? How do you respond to that? You know, I remember hearing as a young child, when my, my dad would teach on this, that uh, one of the ways that we don't often look at that we're created in God's image is this triune uh, um, being that we are, body, right. mind, spirit. spirit, and that God, of course, is triune as well. But the other thing that I think of that really comes to mind strongly is the idea that we are made in his likeness, so mm-hmm. to look like him, which, of course, can you can preach on all day long, that we are to be like God. But then also when you think about Jesus being the image of right. God, so we are created in his image, in his likeness, but Jesus is is the image of God. And I love it that in the Ten Commandments, we are told not to make any, you know, graven image of God because he was the one that was going to give us his image, that we are made in his likeness, but then he was also going to put Jesus on the earth so that we don't have to worship a dead being or something that we created, which you brought up as well, that God is, is an uncreated being worthy of worship, but that Jesus is the one. That, that is his image, and Jesus is alive. He's right. not dead. He's not fake. He's alive, and I love that. Yeah, one of the things that I also think of, and we're going to talk about this in a couple of weeks, is you know not only are we created in the image of God to be like God, mm-hmm. I think part of the problem of sin that we struggle with is when we try to create God in our image. Oh, yes. Uh, and that's why, you know, as a kid, a lot of times people think, oh, well, you know, God's like this old man with a beard kind of thing. (laughs) Right. Uh, But also, that's what the serpent tempted Adam and Eve with. Don't you know if you eat this fruit, you will be like God. Mm -hmm. And uh, Mm -hmm. it's just Mm -hmm. how all that fits together. I don't want to give all that... (laughs) Man, I know today. we're going to be working on that more, but, aren't we? You know, it, it may, maybe y'all will find this humorous because I kind of laugh at myself mm-hmm. a lot. But when I think, what does it mean to 
you know, no other thing in creation except people are created in the image of God. Mm-hmm. And you know what the first thing that comes to my mind is? <laughs> what? <laughs> opposable thumbs. <laughs> yes. Now, okay, I know primates have opposable yeah. thumbs, but, you know, nothing else in creation, nothing created on the mm-hmm. first five days had an opposable thumb that it could grip <laughs> anything. Not all animals yes. have opposable thumbs. Now, I guess a, a bald eagle or, you know, some kind of raptor bird, they sure. have a, an opposable claw right. that, you know, allows it to grip. But... Um, <laughs> you know, that, just, you know, my uh, silly sense of humor. Well, doesn't it kind of blow your mind a little bit when, when I think about what God did with our brains mm-hmm. and the fact that at least from studies I have read that we do not use very much of our right. brain, a very small percentage. Yeah. And it just makes me wonder too, when we think about being created in God's image and the intelligence portion mm-hmm. of that, that, you know, I marvel at human intelligence, the ability to, you know, make something out of something else or, right. you know, I, I was uh, laughing with somebody the other day about, um, Oh, it was, it was somebody who was doing a sleep study and you know I've never done a sleep study before but I guess the the stuff you have to put on to do the sleep study basically interferes with your sleep yeah. so to me it seemed, it doesn't really make sense and I said isn't it funny in this day and age when we you know have contact lenses that you can't even feel in your eye or we have hearing aids that you can put in your ear that nobody can even detect that when you're trying to do a sleep study they can't make make it so small that you don't feel it and it doesn't disrupt your sleep. But I said, I can't complain because I've never created something like that. I mean, somebody's brilliant mind came up with this mechanism that can monitor people's sleep. And and when you think about like, you know, the technology that we have today and the, you know, there's a computer sitting right here that Jeff's recording stuff on and yet the first computers filled a room. Right. You know, they they were so big. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, God, God created us to be like God. Mm-hmm. And because of that, one of the things we see is that we are the stewards of creation. Mm-hmm. You know, it says, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and govern it. Other translations would say, subdue it, mm-hmm. rule it, mm-hmm. have dominion over it. And and I've always felt like as human beings, we have, uh, we, we just have this one earth, one planet, mm-hmm. uh, and God gave it to us to be responsible for, mm-hmm. we get to enjoy it by right. all means. But um, you know, the the whole idea that that we are the stewards of mm-hmm. God's creation. Yeah, I think it's interesting with that that there's also a an implying um, being held to accountability with that. So, right. you know, when God says you're supposed to govern it and have dominion over it, it means that we have responsibility exactly. for it and how and how it goes. And, you know, that's why I admire people who really do care for the world. I, you know, we recycle at my house and things like that, but I, I'm not the kind of person that goes above and beyond. Right. But there are some people here in our church that I just sort of marvel at the, the way that they think always has to do with how are we stewarding the earth that God gave us. And right. it really is an interesting mindset. I, I think there's a lot of um, emphasis on ecology right now. I mean, mm-hmm. again, um, just you know, watching TV, all the different automobile manufacturers that are now making electric cars right. because it's it doesn't pollute the air now right. some people that are in the oil production business will say and well have you seen the mines they get the you know lithium or whatever it is they make yeah. these out of and what that does to the earth mm-hmm. but I, I tend to think more of you know one of the 
Yeah, I love living in a house. Uh-huh. You know, on on days when it is cold, right. I am thankful my house is warm. On days it is hot, I am thankful mm-hmm. my house is cool. On days when it is raining, I am thankful mm-hmm. my house yeah. is dry. Yeah. And I I realize that my house is constructed out of wood, out of brick. It, it, it's mm-hmm. constructed out of things that come from the earth. And so when I think of being responsible, that's why I love the idea of people that say, hey, we're going to cut these trees down. God gave us right. this you know, authority to right. steward the earth, but we can't just cut them down. We've got to grow them back. We've got to replant. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think that's so important. And I also love uh, the, this idea that you brought up about the fact that we are also called to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. You know, when I think about something that's been put in my possession, like recently, I got a new car. A new car. Mm-hmm. And many, many folks at St. Andrews have been commenting on this new car because it's not just your run-in-the-mill kind of car. It's, it's a, a trendy, it is. you know, hot person car. <laughs> it's not a Ford pickup. Well, and it's funny you say that about a hot person car because it is a convertible. Yeah. So on days I, when I am too warm, I can put the top down. But yes, it is so much fun to uh, just think about that God's given us stuff to enjoy. And yes, if we take care of things the way that they are supposed to be taken care of, then we can also enjoy them. And there's not sin in enjoying that. You know, a lot of people think well, we shouldn't just have fun with things. Yes, we should. God is the author of having fun, you know? I, I love the idea of, you know, enjoying what God has created. Mm-hmm. Whenever, uh, you know, we go on vacation again, most people know if they listen to this podcast or my sermons, I'm a mountain person. Yeah. The, the mountains just speak to me of the grandeur of God's creation. You know, Jeff shared a few weeks ago how he was in uh, Colorado and just how yeah. awestruck he was by seeing the snow in, in the mountains. Yeah. And one year for vacation, uh, we decided we were going to go to Niagara Falls. Now, oh, I've got yeah. to tell you, my kids were not all excited <laughs> about going to Niagara Falls. Hey, uh-huh. look, water falling water. over the size of a <laughs> cliff. Whee! <laughs> you know, but uh, when, when they actually got there mm-hmm. and they could see the falls and they could you know, see all the mist and they could hear the rushing of the waters. Yeah. I think they were awestruck by the beauty mm-hmm. of what God has created. And and Robin and I had been there before, but this time we did something different. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the falls, <laughs> they fall. Right. <laughs> and, and it's part of the Niagara River yeah. after that. And we walked on this boardwalk next to the Niagara River. And I remember going, Wow. You know, you, you yeah. could not be in a boat Mm-mm. out on that water. No. It is too fast. Yeah. It is too deep. It yeah. is too strong. And just awestruck by the beauty of that. Yeah. Or a few years ago, um, we were in Utah, and I'd always wanted to see Arches National Park. Oh, yeah. And we went there, and, of course, scientists will tell you, oh, yeah, this all used to be underwater, and this is how all these things happen. Mm. But it's like, even in the desert, I mean, yeah, there's not a lot of plant growth. But yeah. there's just beauty in seeing what God has done, and yeah. and to run through there and to you know experience that and play with that, yeah. uh, it's oh, just man. wow. Well, God, thank you for letting us do this. Yeah, and don't you love the idea too that it gives God pleasure when we enjoy what yes. He's made for us? Oh yeah. Like how great is that? When I think about with my kids, when I give them something and I love watching them enjoy it, you know that brings Him pleasure. Uh, you know, I, I had not thought of that, but I, I love mm-hmm. that idea because yeah, I and I, I know I love giving my family things that. My family just like, yeah. wow, thanks. That's that's great. I, yeah. I never really stopped to think that mm-hmm. when we enjoy creation, it's like 
God is like, I'm so glad I gave you this. Yeah. I'm so glad you find the, the beauty in this. Yeah. So when we think of creation and we think of, you know, being the stewards of creation and we think of, you know, being in the image of God, one of the things that I wish, I wish I'd talked more about this Sunday just because it had never struck me in this way before is that to be stewards over creation is to be stewards over one another. Mm-hmm. God created human beings. And yeah. so we, we have obligation and responsibility and relationship with each other. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times this is one of the ideas that has been uh, taken out of context is people say, well, God said that these people, you subdue the earth. Uh, We we have to remember this is all just on day six. Rule over it. It It is not for us to rule over other people in an oppressive way, Mm -hmm. but to steward each other, to want the best for each other. And uh, I just, you know, that's one of those things. When we look in Genesis, we read the story of Cain and Abel, Mm -hmm. and it occurs to me, Cain did not steward his brother Abel. Mm -mm. And it was different. You know, sin had now entered the world at that point, but it was obviously a very grievous thing that even grieved God when this happened. Yeah, it's so true. Well, and I love it too that tying it back to being created in God's image is so important because God is the one who cares for us. So it's not like we're left without an example. We know how we are supposed to steward and care for others because we've watched God do it with us. And I think that's so important. And really, when you're thinking about relationships, a a lot of relationship trouble can be done away with if you just ask yourself, am I stewarding this person well? Yeah. It's not a question we normally ask ourselves. Well, and, and I, again, just even preparing for the podcast, I thought this is really our vision yes. as, as a church to be this loving, caring, yes. overcoming community of faith that is centered in this relationship with Jesus. This, yeah. this captures, I think, in many ways, the heart of that we're responsible for each other. You know, Cain's thing was, am I my brother's keeper? I think God's answer was, Y- Duh. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, of course you are. Yeah. And and so when we see people and we care for people, it is a stewarding of what God has done right. because every person and and we talked about this Sunday and I admitted some of my struggle here, every person is a reflection of the image of God. Yes. And that doesn't just mean we all have opposable thumbs. <laughs> I've actually met somebody that doesn't have a thumb. Right, so exactly. They're still, still They're still in God's the image, image of God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so when we start to think about every person being a reflection of the image of God, and, and I shared the story about the music video when the, the guy with multiple face piercings put yeah. his face in this set where God's face was supposed to look like his. I mean, it was a good thing on my part to say, hey, DA, wow, that, that guy's created in the image of God. Right. But when we think of you know, our church, because we want to be an accepting place. Mm-hmm. We, we want people to feel welcome, to, you know, offer hospitality. Mm-hmm. But when you think of this, are there some people ever that you encounter that you're like, oh, gosh, you know, I feel a little nervous around this person? Yes. Oh, definitely. So, you know, I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm ashamed to admit that because as a Christian, you think we would all more easily think of others as being made in the image of God. But there's an interesting connection here that I, that I've been pondering. So I'd be curious to know your thoughts on this. Okay. Uh, A couple of years ago, one of our youth asked me, uh, he said, are we all children of God? And because he said to me in one of your messages, you said, we are all children of God. And I was like, Oh, he is fact checking me. And so I actually went back and looked at scripture and, and scripture is very clear in multiple places that we are not children of God until we accept 
Jesus as right. our Savior. And that's when we are adopted as sons and daughters and we're grafted in to the vine. And so it was a fact check for me that said, wow, I just used child of God as this blanket statement for right. every human being. Well, no, I mean, the the writers of, uh, I mean, pa- Paul and others, the writers of the New Testament were very clear that you become a child of God when you accept Christ. But this idea of being made in the image of God is something that is a blanket statement for all of humanity. Right. And so I think it's interesting when we make that connection to say every person was created in the image of God. God desires for every person to be adopted by him. So the first step for us, if we are going to help people accept Christ, the first step for us is to remember that every person is made in the image of God. If you don't look at him that way, you'll never want to offer Christ. It's a very interesting thought because, um, we, we yeah I, I agree with you children signifies relationship mm-hmm. and so can I sing I am a child of God if I have no relationship mm-hmm. and you know I mean you can right. scrutinize this right, in right. some crazy ways uh, there's a part of me that would say you know we're orphans until we find our yeah. Abba father who adopts us yes and, yes and does all that but one of the other things I think of is when we talk about people who Maybe they come to church and we feel uncomfortable. I didn't mention that just so I could confess my sin and make everybody else feel good about theirs. Right. <laughs> I, I, I confess that because it's just saying we have our prejudices, yeah. we have our things. Uh, years ago in a sermon, I said, you know, when we're offering hospitality, we want to offer hospitality to all people. We mm. want to be welcoming to all people. But let's be honest. If some Sunday morning we're gathering for worship and we're cheerful and we're happy and we're glad to be here, then all of a sudden there's a motorcycle group mm. that comes pouring into our parking lot and their motorcycles are loud and they've been out riding and so they're sweaty and they're kind of <laughs> stinky. And you know, there's always going to be that stereotypical guy that's got the vest on and he's got tattoos all over his sleeves and they come into church yeah we might feel uncomfortable yeah and that's when i stop and say this is a person that is a uh created in the image of god yeah. and this this could be a child of god and they're here to worship how lucky are we right that they're here to help us in that way today mm-hmm. so true and so the last point we were making in the sermon was that um a created thing whether it was a bird or a star, mm-hmm. whatever it is, is not worthy of worship. Mm-hmm. But only the Creator is worthy of worship. Uh, the neighboring countries to the people of Israel were uh, the Babylonians, and they had Dagon, the fish god that they believed was a god of fertility. And then there was the Canaanites, and they had Moloch, who was the body of a human, the head of a bull. And you know, <laughs> read through Revelation and all those funky-looking animals with yeah. ten heads and thirty <laughs> horns, you know, and and all that. Uh, and it dawned on me when I was thinking, you know, that God says, "Don't have any." Don't try to make a picture that looks like me. Don't make an image, nothing that looks like me. And it's just like if all of us in the diversity of how we look and act and talk and think as human beings is a reflection of being in the image of God, there's no way you could capture that. No. Anything that that God is greater than all of creation. Mm -hmm. And so uh, the the response I have, again, when I look at creation with uh, its beauty, with the things that we are to enjoy, it's like— who am I mm-hmm. that God yeah. 
would think of me. Yes. Who right. am I that out of all the other things God did, God said, you know, okay, the world needs a D.A. Bennett. Right. <laughs> you know, the, the world needs a Jeff Smith. The world yeah. needs a Stephanie yeah. Greenwald. I mean, who are we? And yeah. yet that's who God that's is. That's who he is. And how yeah. can I do anything other than just... Lord, uh-huh. I yield myself to you. Uh-huh. I submit to your authority. I will try to be a steward of the earth, and yeah. I will try to help steward other people in creation because this is who you are and who you've created us to be. I just love that. Amen. Amen and amen. And one of the things that this last point made me think of was an old song again, because uh, you and I, we love to think of old songs. Yeah. But it was a Chris Tomlin song that I used to love, and it was called Holy Uncreated One. Hmm. And I thought, that's an interesting way to refer to God. Yeah, it's it's just a really nice song. It's very kind of calm and wonderful. But I just, I've never heard of God as being referred to as the uncreated one. But he literally is the only uncreated one. And and that's amazing when you think of distinguishing this God who wants to be so involved in his creation and so involved in who we are and loves us so unconditionally. And yet truly, truly, he is, he is set apart. Like he is the uncreated one. Yeah. I, I, I love that idea because, mm-hmm. because he is the uncreated one. He is the one that is worthy of worship. Yeah. He is the one that created all things and it kind of makes your gray matter hurt a little bit if you try to <laughs> figure so that out you know well, when, yeah. when was god born yeah, god always was he always was. and um so friends we uh we, we've just zipped right through this today <laughs> we're so glad that again that you would join us in today's podcast it is our prayer that uh as we prepare for spring as you're experiencing warm days and cold days and windy days and calm days that uh you are doing well and we believe that Uh, Because you're listening, you're one of those people that are a part of our community of faith, whether you're a member or just a friend that somebody said, hey, maybe this will help you. We're just so glad you would take the time to listen to this. We do have worship each Sunday right now. We uh, have three services. 815 is a traditional service with some hymns and with some creeds and other things. Our 930 and 1050 are more of just a regular kind of service that you would experience at a lot of different kind of churches. Uh, We would love to have you here. Masks are optional right now. We're so glad to see COVID numbers going down and just continue to pray that that will be the case. Uh, But we know that also some of you join us online either on youtube or facebook live and we're just grateful to be able to have those opportunities to worship together give us a shout let us know what you would like to hear in the podcast or what we can do and uh how it is that we can be in ministry together so here's wishing you a good week god bless hope to see you soon Hey friends, D.A. Bennett, St. Andrews Community United Methodist Church. I want you to know that we are discovering some real blessing and benefit of digital discipleship, but we also want to talk to you about subscribing to our YouTube channel. Again, it's under the church's name, and you'll get some different uh, video devotions each day. So if you're looking for another venue, maybe it'll work for you. God bless you.